What's good, Divine Gang Gang? So this is your Oracle, and I have a little bit of homework before before you before I pull the next Divine Feminine Archetype, okay? I'm just going to read this paragraph. It's from the book, um, The Art of Seduction by Robert Greene. I'm going to let you marinate on it a little bit before we turn things up a little bit. Now, of all of the different um, archetypes out there, why would I choose this one? There's the siren, the rake, the ideal lover, the dandy, the natural, the coquette. Ooh. The charmer, the charismatic, the star. Why the anti-seducer? This is what it says. Seducers draw you in by the focused, individualized attention they pay to you. Anti-seducers are the opposite. They're insecure, self-absorbed, unable to grasp the psychology of another person. They literally repel. Anti-seducers have no self-awareness and never realize when they are pestering, imposing, and talking too much. Root out anti-seductive qualities in yourself and recognize them in others. There is no pleasure or profit in dealing with the anti-seducer. I know, that's a little bit of a stinger. It's a little bit of an owie. So you know what that lets me know? It's time to turn it up. Okay? I think it's time that we turn things up. Um, I had shared a while back one of one of my quotes, right? Because we're talking about um, relationships. And if we're going to be talking about the masculine, it's talking about self-awareness. But I, I want to share this quote. I... I I'm so ad-libbing that I didn't even, I would have had it open, but here we go. But I love this quote, right? Because this thing was saying that part of the problem with anti-seduction is we don't even, we're unable to grasp the psychology of another person. So here's this quote by John Steinbeck. It says, try to understand men. If you understand each other, you will be kind to each other. Knowing a man will never lead, knowing a man well never leads to hate and almost always leads to love. Right? So I think for us moving forward, it's like, let's tap in a little bit more to the psychology. I think that that book by David Dea is great um, for you to tap into the psychology of a true divine masculine. Um, and I want us as a collective to move away from the anti-seduction aspect of, of our lives. Um, now, this book is 500 pages. Let me just... 131. Uh, I obviously won't be able to read the whole thing, but let me just check and see if there's anything in there I can pull... In the next 30 seconds? I don't know. 131. 
Okay, so types of anti oh typology of um, anti seducers. So you have the brute, the kind. If seduction is a kind of ceremony or ritual, part of the pleasures is its duration, the time it takes, the waiting that increases anticipation. Ooh, brutes have no patience. Wow. Wow. You're getting my raw in, uh, reaction to this, right? Um, the suffocator, they fall in love with you before you even have, before you are even half aware of their existence. Yikes. Never get involved with suffocators. They are almost impossible to free yourself from without trauma. They cling to you until you are forced to pull back, whereupon they smother you with guilt. Uh, we tend to idealize the loved one, but love takes time to develop. Yo, this is deep. Spot these types early on by seeing whether they are capable of having an idea of their own. An inability to disagree with you is a bad sign. A subvariant of the do of the suffocator is the doormat, a person who slavishly imitates you. Dang. The moralizer. Seduction is a game and should be undertaken with a light heart. All is fair in love and seduction. Morality never enters the picture. The character of the moralizer, however, is rigid. They are people who follow fixed ideas and try to make you bend to their standards. I'm, I'm just cutting like little sentences from each one. The tightwad. Cheapness signals more than a problem with money. It is a sign of something constricted in a person's character, something that keeps them from letting go or taking a risk. It is the most anti-seductive trait of all. What? Most anti-seductive? Because this one is... Oh, okay, 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 okay. Wow. So it says here, it is the most anti-seductive trait of all, and you cannot allow yourself to give into it. Most tightwads do not realize they have a problem. They actually imagine that when they give someone some paltry crumb, they are being generous. Take a hard look at yourself. You are probably cheaper than you think. Try giving more freely of both your money and yourself and you will see the seductive pot potential in selective generosity. Selective generosity being the key word. I could be a little bit of a tightwad maybe. <laughs> of course, you must keep your generosity under control. Giving too much can be a sign of de desperation um, as if you were trying to buy someone. The bumbler are self-conscious and their self-consciousness heightens your own. At first, you may think they are thinking about you and so much so that it makes them awkward. In fact, they are only thinking about themselves, worrying about how they look and the consequences of their attempts to seduce you. Their worry is usually contagious. Um, Bumblers have no sense of timing. You might find it amusing to try to train or educate them, but they are still bumblers past a certain age. The case is probably hopeless. They are incapable of getting outside of themselves. The windbag, the most effective seduction, are driven by looks, indirect actions, and physical lures. 
Words have a place, but too much talk will generally break the spell. People who talk a lot often talk about themselves. They have never acquired the inner voice that wonders, am I boring you? To a windbag, it is to have a deep-rooted selflessness. Never interrupt or argue with those types. That only fuels their windbaggery. At all costs, learn to control your own tongue. Mm. What? What is this on the side? It says, real men shouldn't primp their good looks. Keep pleasantly clean, take exercise, work up an outdoor tan, make quite sure that your yoga, your toga fits and doesn't show spots. Don't lace your shoes too tight or ignore any rusty buckles. Don't let some incompetent barber ruin your looks, both hair and beard. Demand attention, keep your nails paired and dirt free. Don't let those long hairs sprout in your nostrils. Make sure your breath is never offensive. Avoid the rank nail stench that wrinkles noses. Uh, I was about to warn you, and it says women. Ooh. <laughs> I was about to warn you, and it says women against rank goatish armpits and bristling hair on your legs. But I'm not instructing hillbilly girls from the Caucasus. My Majin River Hoydens. So, so what need to remind you not to let your teeth get all discolored through neglect or forget to wash your hands every morning? You know how to brighten your complexion with powder. Add rouge to a bloodless face. Skillfully block in the crude outline of an eyebrow stick a patch on an, a flawless cheek a patch you you don't shrink from lining your eyes with a dark mascara or a touch of sicilian saffron <laughs> but don't let your lover find all those jars and bottles on your dressing table the best makeup remains unobtrusive a face so thickly plastered with make with pancake it runs down your sweaty neck is bound to create repulsion and that goo from unwashed fleeces Athenian maybe but my dear the smell that's used for face cream avoid it when you have company don't dab stuff on your temples oh on your pimples don't start cleaning your teeth the result may be attractive, but the process is sickening. And that's from Ovid, The Art of Love, translated by Peter Green. Mm. Okay, so that was a like a... I just happened to catch my eye. That was... Got carried away there. Okay, so reactors. This is another... So reactors are too sensitive. Um, they comb every word in action for signs of a slight to their vanity. And then they will brood. The Vulgarians are inattentive to details that are so important in seduction. You can see in their personal appearance their clothes are oof. Their clothes are tasteless by any standard. Damn, that's a little bit cold-blooded, yo. I said this tasteless. They do not they do not know what that it's sometimes better to control oneself and refuse to give in to one's impulses. Okay. They have no sense of timing and rarely they have no sense of timing and rarely in harmony with her taste. 
Ooh. All right. Well, that's a lot to think about. Um, but I like starting off with that one. And then now we can go back and explore what the other um, archetypes are. Um, it says here, like, the, the seducer's victims. There are 18 types, y'all. 18 types of seducer's victims? Dang, that's... That's going to be interesting. All right. So I'm going to sign off. Um, just something to think about. I'll be back in a couple hours to to pull the first Divine Feminine Archetype. I am going to give you homework. You better trust and believe it. Um, so I hope you show up ready for the assignment. But if it's one thing, if it is one thing, darling... <laughs> That is cannot be said about my divine feminines from here on out. I almost feel like at this point, uh, you'd be able to say, oh, that's divine musings. That's one of her divine feminines. Because if it's one thing moving forward into 2022 that they will not say about my divine feminines is that we are not anti-seducers. Okay, that is one thing. Okay, <laughs> so I hope you come ready for the assignment and let's represent and let's slay to the gods, honey, to the gods. Peace.